Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 25th, 2017. My name is Phil Prostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Got a good show for you planned today as we talk all about the Orlando Magic's 125 to 121 come from behind victory. Over the Brooklyn Nets, a, a a frustrating at times, but fantastic win for the Orlando Magic. I'll have a complete recap of that game coming up on today's show. And of course, I'll talk about Aaron Gordon and his incredibly impressive 41-point performance, a career-high night, and and kind of what that all means for the Magic and, and, and some of the, you know, I, I like to maybe draw some larger lessons from some of these individual games as, as as we try and put this game into the context of the season, but definitely some things to take away from Aaron and his performance on Tuesday night. But before we do that, I want to remind everyone that you can subscribe to the Locked On Magic podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can also now find the Locked On Magic podcast on the FanRag Sports Network. So be sure to check that out there. And of course, if you have not checked out the Locked On NBA podcast or the Locked On NBA podcast network, be sure to do that. Just like there is a fantastic Locked On Magic podcast covering all the day-to-day minutiae of the Orlando Magic, there's a fantastic podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Looking for the Nets perspective of today's game of, of Tuesday's game, check out Locked On Nets. Fantastic podcast there. If you're looking to get ahead and study up on the San Antonio Spurs for Friday's game, you can check out Locked On Spurs. They do a fantastic job covering the Spurs over there. I've I've been a frequent guest of theirs as well. So lots of great resources for you if you're looking for NBA information. You can find all the Locked On podcasts on iTunes by searching Locked On. And then the team you're looking for, probably your second favorite team, because I imagine you're listening to Locked On Magic uh, because the Magic are your favorite team. If you're not, welcome. Hi, this is this is Locked On Magic, and and you know we're we're an exciting team now all of a sudden, and indeed we are an exciting team, as evidenced by another win as the Orlando Magic improved to three and one on the season thanks to a 125-121 victory over the Brooklyn Nets. This was not a pretty game by any, or it was a pretty game in some respects, but it was not a clean game for the Magic by any stretch of the imagination. This was, once again, the Brooklyn Nets seemed to bring out the worst aspects in the Magic's nature sometimes. Um, they drew them into a fast-paced game, which the Magic want to be in a fast-paced game, don't get me wrong there. But they were able to control the pace much better than the Magic were. Uh, they were able to get up and down the floor. They were they were frustrating the Magic offensively. They got Orlando acting very stagnant, especially after the starters came out in the first quarter. Uh, and it looked like Brooklyn was going to kind of, cr- not cruise to a victory, but was going to be able to eke out a victory. They took as much as a 12-point lead in the second half. But Orlando came back, and Orlando showed a lot of grit and determination to do so. The Magic... Uh, the Magic... 
uh, got their starters back in, including you know Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, DJ Augustin, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, they got their player their players back in. They got a good effort from the bench and played a really strong defensive quarter in the fourth quarter. They outscored the Nets thirty eight to twenty five in the fourth quarter to get back into the game and eventually get the win. But it was not easy. It was never a foregone conclusion the Magic were going to win this game. They took the lead late, took as much as a four-point lead late, and then saw the Nets come back thanks to the Magic's own mistakes. Just like Friday night's game against the Nets in Brooklyn, this game, to, in no offense to Brooklyn, Brooklyn is a much improved team, as, as Frank Vogel pointed out several times. It, there would have been no shame, no shame in losing to this team. This is a better team than last year. It is a good team. Maybe not a good team, but but definitely a better team. A team that's going to give a lot of teams a lot of trouble because of the pressure they put on, put on you with their transition play. But and and not meant to mention their hard work. They they bust they bust their butts. Fourteen offensive rebounds for the Nets should tell you all you need to know. Fourteen offensive rebounds, eighteen points, second chance points. But that's neither here nor there. Um, what happened though was the Magic got in their own way, and this was the case throughout much of the game. Up by four points, Terrence Ross fouled D'Angelo Russell on a three-pointer. Russell makes all three free throws. It becomes a one-point game. Then the Orlando Magic get their stop. Nikola Vucevic gets the rebound. It looks like the Magic can be able to run a play to go up three. And instead, Damari Carroll steals the—it wasn't even clear to me what happened, but Carroll stole the ball from Vucevic underneath the basket, laid it up and in, and gave the Nets a one-point lead. Here's the point of the game where you pretty much say to yourself, oh, there go the Magic again, blowing another game that they seemingly have won- have in hand, that they should win easily, that they, that they you know, game that they shouldn't lose. Except that's not what happens this time. Instead, what happens, the Magic go to Evan Fournier, who had a stellar game. I'll talk about him in a moment. They had a stellar game, especially in the fourth quarter. He tries to run a pick and roll with Nikola Vucevic. He fall, he tri- he falls down. He get, gets tripped up. Dishes it back out to Vucevic. Vucevic drives toward the elbow. Aaron Gordon overlaps him. Gets to the three-point line. Vucevic acts as a little flare screen. screen and Gordon drains a three-pointer to give the Magic a two-point lead. Orlando gets a st- gets a steal from Terrence Ross off a of, off a of D'Angelo Russell pick and roll, and seal the game at the free throw line for a 125-121 victory. Like I said, in that moment when the Magic blew that four-point lead, you saw everything that the Magic struggled with on the defensive end. They fouled a lot. The Nets had 34 free throw attempts on 23 personal fouls for the Magic. The Magic got to the line 40 times, unless you want to blame the refs or something, which a lot of people did during the game, and there were a lot of touch fouls that, that I think got called. But the Magic largely... When they were aggressive, they got to the line. And the problem was they weren't very aggressive early on in this game. They were not the they were not the team on the front foot for most of this game. But when the Magic got themselves to that place, to that point, the Magic were the better team. And like good teams do, they found a way to win. Well, that's... What you said last is what the game was all about. It's just find a way, and um, you know we've we've shown. You know you see signs, good or bad. You know last year, last year the preseason we signed we saw some terrible signs of what was to come, and this this preseason we saw some good signs. Each preseason game that we played this year, 
you know, our group rallied and, you know, they got down and they rallied and, and never quit on a game and, and fought back. And, um, you know, we showed that tonight. We got down and things were not perfect by any stretch. We can play a lot better. But, you know, ultimately in the fourth quarter, we buckled down enough on the defensive end and we made enough big shots. Ultimately, that is what games come down to, right? That's that's what hap- that's what happens. And, and so many times, the Magic have been on the other end of these types of games where the other team doesn't have their best stuff. The Magic play kind of out of their mind and, and, and have the lead. And then late in the game, the other team just kind of ratchets it, ratchets it up and, and takes the game from them. And so Orlando this time is the one doing that. They did that in Cleveland. I, to some extent, they did, they, they did that in Brooklyn, to be honest. They were down in Brooklyn and, and gave themselves a chance to win that game despite not having their best stuff. Uh, and certainly Tuesday night, they didn't have their best stuff most of the game. They really, really struggled uh, to kind of keep the flow of the game going. Their fouling really prevented that. They had some turnovers, only 11 turnovers, but uh, they, they definitely put themselves in a position to win this game. And and continue to uh, to improve and show that improvement that they've they've had throughout the season. Uh, the Magic, uh, you know, they've got a long way to go. There's no doubt about it. They still struggled a little bit with their pick and roll defense. They still struggled a little bit with uh, with getting um, their offense into a good flow in the half court. Uh, the, there are still a lot of flaws with this team. Um, you know, let's let's not pretend it. And, and, and as I was talking to fans and interacting with people on online during the game, yeah, there's this. You know, there's there's always kind of a sense that this, the other shoe's about to drop. And I think it's going to take a while for fans to really believe that this team uh, can can take that second step forward. But the Magic also did a lot of things that they haven't done before, uh, such as. Winning this game, uh, you know, I don't. Uh, Evan Fournier said it again. This is probably not a game they win last year, uh, and there is a different feel and a different comfort about this team. And a lot of it's going to have to do. A lot of it has to do with the player that I'll be talking about in the second half of this show. But let's run through the stats real fast. Uh, the player I'll be talking about in the second half of the show is obviously Aaron Gordon. Forty-one points, fourteen for eighteen shooting, five for five from beyond the arc, eight for ten from. The floor, 14 rebounds for Aaron Gordon. An absolutely amazing performance from Aaron Gordon. He was getting his getting his shots within the flow of the offense. He was he was making his open three-pointers. He was getting out in transition. And, and when he was going, the Magic were going. Um, he was a huge catalyst for the Magic. He wasn't forcing things. The Magic weren't trying to force things to him, which maybe they should have. But Gordon had an absolutely stellar game. Uh, did not look worse for the wear for missing two games with the ankle injury. He just dominated. Uh, and, and, and the Magic now have two 40-point performances in the first four games of the season, which is pretty incredible to think about. Uh, but Aaron Gordon, a career-high 41 points. Evan Fournier uh, kind of quietly had 28 points, 9 for 15 shooting, 8 for 8 from the foul line, uh, 6 rebounds and 4 assists as well, as well as 3 steals. Uh, Fournier was the guy who took over a lot in the fourth quarter, did a good job driving and getting to the foul line. He had six of his eight free throw attempts in the fourth quarter. Um, just Again, I, 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 I sometimes sense there's a lot of people who aren't high on Fournier, and that's fine. You, know, you may not think Fournier is the guy. But the one thing you have to respect about Evan Fournier is he is consistent. He is probably the most consistent offensive option on this Magic team. When he... You know, you know what you're going to get from him, and occasionally he's going to do a little bit more than that. But generally, he's going to make three pointers. He's going to spread the floor. He's going to be smart with the ball in the pick and roll. 
especially with Alfred Payton out, the Magic are relying a lot more, I think, on Evan Fournier to be a creator and be a little bit more of a playmaker. And while we all kind of recognize he struggled somewhat with that last year, this year it seems to be really working. He's got great chemistry with Nikola Vucevic, and his three-point shooting's helped with the spacing. You know, he's he's just he's just a good player, and and, and he showed that tonight. And again, really kind of quiet, twenty-eight points. It didn't. Have, it felt like Evan Fournier had a good game, but did not feel like he had a thirty-point game. If that makes sense. And and I've always kind of said what I really like about the really great players sometimes is they'll put in these great performances. And I'm not saying Evan Fournier is a really great player by any stretch, but they put in these great performances without you ever really noticing that they've 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 scored these points in bunches. Uh, DJ Augustin, 19 points, 5 for 8 shooting, three, uh, 1 for 3 from the arc, 8 for 8 from the foul line, 6 assists for DJ. Uh, another strong effort from DJ Augustin. Uh, he, he probably not looking to shoot as much as he should uh, when he gets into the paint, but he's getting into the paint in transition. He is getting out on the run, which I, I, I don't know is 100% his strong suit. He, he doesn't play at the same pace that Alfred Payton does, and ultimately I think the Magic are better playing at Payton's pace. But Augustin is doing a much better job managing and running this team. Defensively still has a long way to go. D'Angelo Russell had a little bit of a game against him. 29 points, 9 for 24 shooting. Only one assist somehow, but Russell was was very, very good. And, 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 and it seemed like Brooklyn was attacking wherever Augustin was. So the Magic are still trying to hide Augustin a little bit defensively. But when Augustin gets going offensively, when he's able to even get in transition, he is still an effective weapon. And, and and so if he's your backup point guard, you're doing fine. And I think Augustin is making up for last season. One final player to note, Jonathan Simmons, 12 points, 2 for 8 shooting, 8 for 10 from the foul line, did a good job kind of forcing the action. Magic need him to make shots, no doubt about it, and that's something that he'll continue to work on. But the Magic... Uh, Got a good game from Jonathan Simmons. His defense is still coming. I think he's still probably a little over-aggressive than the Magic want, uh, especially with the role that he's playing, where he's playing a lot more minutes, so they need him on the floor. They need him to kind of set that tone. But undoubtedly, his energy, too, also adds something to the game, and I think that the Magic are still figuring out how best to use Simmons, and Simmons is honestly still figuring out how best to play within his role and within what the Magic need from him. So another good effort from Jonathan Simmons. Another good effort from the Magic overall. They shoot 41 for 83, 49.4% from the floor. 8 for 23 from beyond the arc. 35 for 40 from the foul line. They uh, uh, get six offensive rebounds, only commit 11 turnovers, and a 125 to 121 win for the Orlando Magic. They are now 3-1 and one on the young season. Hey, fantasy basketball fans, listen up. If you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try what I'm sure will become my new favorite app, Draft. It's daily fantasy basketball, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season long league. But it's a little bit different. Here's how it's work. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. This is this is like your daily fantasy draft. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. It starts every couple minutes. You can join one right now. And the best part, play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps, play in real life snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league, but for daily fantasy. Come and join me. Yes, I will be playing on draft today. 
Download the app anytime to search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes, or you can play right from your computer on Draft.com. Whatever you want. And for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code, L-O-MAGIC. That's L-O-MAGIC. And you'll play for real money in a game for free just for using my promo code, L-O-MAGIC, on your first deposit on Draft. I'm excited to try this out. It's a great new partnership between us and Draft with the Locked On Podcast Network. It sounds like a fantastic idea, a new twist on the Daily Fantasy. You got your other Daily Fantasy leagues. They play with salary cap. You got to manage your cap, and you're not really competing against anyone else. Here you are competing against other people to test your draft skills. Can you build the best team out of everyone in your league? And you can join the Locked On by using the LO, the code LO Magic and searching for the Locked On NBA Podcast League. You can join me. You can actually join me. I will be pl- I will be playing. I don't know if I'll be playing every night, but I will certainly be playing. Uh, uh, I'm planning on playing Wednesday. But you can you can join me in these leagues to play this game. Just check out Draft on your app store uh, or check out Draft.com. I'm very excited about this partnership that we have going. And remember, you can use the, the promo code LOMAGIC to get a free game if you are a new user. There is no getting around it, though. Uh, Tuesday's game was a great win for the team. And and, and as much as this guy's going to hate me talking about him individually... We do have to discuss the breakout game from Aaron Gordon. You know, we've been here before where Aaron Gordon has these big games, these big offensive explosions, and we ask, you know, when are we going to see the consistent Aaron Gordon? When are we going to see the Aaron Gordon who drops 20 a night, who becomes the star that the Magic have hoped for for the last four years? And that part is certainly not entirely clear. It's not even clear tonight or or today after this 41-point game. However, there is one thing I do know, one thing that I do think we can draw out from Tuesday's game. Again, 41 points, 14 for 18 shooting, 5 for 5 from the beyond the arc. Gordon's not going to be that efficient every night. That's that, that's the, the effective field goal percentage is off the chart. Let's, you know, I can run that real fast. You know, a 91.7% effective field goal percentage, that ain't going to happen every night. But the one thing we can we can say about Aaron Gordon is that this is a guy who plays unencumbered. And when he's playing with this freedom and with this presence of mind, he can be really, really good. And when he's really, really good, the magic go to, and this is a pun that's completely intended, to another stratosphere. The basketball game at the end of the day. You know, living it, man. It's, it's a lot of fun, you know, fans, great teammates, great coaching staff. Uh, it, was, it was heaven out there. I'm sure you were hungry to get back out there after missing the last two games. And how much does having, you know, this kind of individual performance and a win, what does that do to kind of validate all the work that you put in over the summer to, to get ready for this season? I mean, we, we owe Brooklyn, you know. We went there and we got got a loss, so that was where my mind was at. Just having fun and getting a win, uh, establishing ourselves as contenders. And that kind of quote like embodies Aaron Gordon. He's not one to take a lot on himself. He's more about team goals. But there is something in there, I think, about 
what it means for Aaron Gordon to have this kind of a game, this kind of a performance. What it means, honestly, is Aaron Gordon plays better when everyone else is playing better. Or that, 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 that maybe doesn't say it right. When Aaron Gordon is out there having fun and doing the things Aaron Gordon is doing, the Magic are in a better place, obviously. Because his spirit, his his athleticism, his just natural bounciness just injects everyone with energy. When you see a big dunk from Aaron Gordon, when you see a big play from Aaron Gordon, it injects energy. It's, it's almost a chicken and the egg problem. When the Magic get Gordon involved, it's because he's out in the fast break. It's because they're moving the ball around. He's not an ISO player. You don't want to just give him dump dump the ball to him in the post and let him work. Because that part of his game is still under development. But what Gordon has worked on is improving his dribble pull-up, improving his, his three-point shot, and that has gotten Gordon to another level. That's helped create some more space, just like Nikola Vucevic shooting threes has created more space for the offense. It's added a new dynamic weapon to this team. But I think what's also important to remember with Gordon is what I think Frank Vogel said. Gordon scored 41 points, but that didn't necessarily mean he was doing anything particularly special for him. Honestly, I mean, I don't think he played all that much different than who he is. I mean, he gives 110%. He, he guards, he works hard on defensive end, he rebounds, and, you know, he plays hard offensively by running the floor and making things happen opportunistically. You know, the difference is in his shot making, you know, both from deep and from, you know, from all over the floor. His drives to the basket, his pull-ups, you know, all that stuff is uh, is improved. And, you know, he's playing with a, comp- a lot of confidence and a was a big reason for the win, obviously. And so, when you take that into consideration, because I agree with Vogel there, I agree completely with Frank Vogel, that Aaron Gordon got most of his shots on on Tuesday night. Yeah, he's probably creating a little bit more, and, and certainly he's improved. This is not to say that Aaron Gordon's not improved. But a lot of his shots, a lot of those opportunities came within the offense. They, they didn't seem unnatural. It didn't seem, yes, the Magic maybe could have forced some things for Gordon in the second half. And I thought the problem in the early third quarter of Tuesday's game was they were trying to force Vucevic to work and it wasn't working. Or they're trying to force some shots for Terrence Ross instead of just playing their offense and letting the ball naturally go where it went. On Tuesday night, it naturally went to Aaron Gordon and Aaron Gordon took advantage. So that doesn't mean if Gordon comes back and has a a 13-point game on Friday... That doesn't mean he's any less effective, to be honest. As long as the ball keeps moving, keeps finding the open man. Because I think Aaron Gordon will still have his 13. I think he'll have his 25-point games, and he'll still have his 13-point games. This is a by-committee offense still. But what I think this says, what I think this game really says, both the good from the first quarter and the fourth quarter to the bad in those middle two quarters, I think what this says, more than that, is the Magic are better and Aaron Gordon is better 
when they're having fun. That Aaron Gordon playing at a high level is more about a feeling and creating a feeling about the way the team can play. That when that feeling takes hold, the Magic are a significantly better team. And and kind of like how Alfred Payton is very much the heartbeat of the offense and keeping it going, Aaron Gordon and the plays that he can make and keeping getting him involved in whatever way they can get him involved is very much kind of the the heartbeat of the team's mood. He can lift everyone's spirits up with his play because he plays really hard and he makes a lot of really good plays on the floor. I mean, he shot, in in the first game, he shot four for 13. But he had a couple of big blocks in that game. He made a couple of big defensive plays down the stretch. He didn't need to be involved offensively to make impact plays that change the game's momentum around. Tuesday, he changed the game's momentum with his offense, with his ability to knock down shots, which is new. But when he's out in transition, you, you can just see everyone, everyone's anticipation rise up. And so, as much as, pay, as much as there are players, you know, Fournier is kind of the engine. He keeps everything consistent. Vucevic is much the same. You know, Simmons is an is energy guy off the bench. Aaron Gordon's role is essentially to give to make the team have fun. Make plays that inject some life into the team and energy and fun into the team. Because when he's able to make those plays, the Magic are a much more successful squad. No one's expecting him to go out and hit five three-pointers in a game again. All five three-pointers in a game. And score 40 points per game. That's not going to be who Aaron Gordon is. It's nice to know he has these games in him. But honestly, when I looked at, when I think about how he played, hey, you just smile. Because you know when you watch those highlights, you're going to see some fun plays. These are not just kind of ordinary jab step ISOs. These are these are fun, engaging plays to watch. Because it's just basketball. Like he said, it's just basketball. And everything just comes in the flow. If there is a fair criticism of Gordon, it's it's that sometimes he goes with the flow too much. He doesn't push his action, he doesn't push himself very much. And by push himself, I mean impress himself into the game very much. Like I said, I thought the Magic needed to get Gordon more involved late. And when he finally did, when he and it kind of just felt like, oh, Gordon has decided to take over, it A, felt very natural for him to do so, and, and the plays that he was making felt very natural. It didn't feel forced. And B, it was obviously very effective because Gordon has taken a little bit of a leap as a player. It is just one game. This is just Gordon's second game of the season. There are still a lot of games to go. But as we've talked about so much this offseason, Orlando's beginning to figure itself out. The Magic are beginning to, to say, this is who we are. This is who we can be. And so the natural question out of that is to foster that growth and repeat it. All I can say is, 
when Aaron Gordon plays like this, this these energy plays, making shots, it does just not even from from a basketball standpoint, emotionally, it makes the team better. It makes the team have more fun and it gives them that juice they need to come back from deficits like they did on Tuesday night. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Again, be sure to check out Draft.com. You can use the promo code LOMAGIC to join the lock to get a free play and join the Locked on Fantasy Basketball League. Uh, I'll be trying to play. I'll probably try and draft. It's probably going to be around noon or 1 o'clock. But be sure to check out Draft.com. I'm excited to try this site out. Uh, I I did some reading on it. I I didn't get the chance to research it very much. Sorry, David. Sorry, everyone at Draft.com. But... I'm really excited to try this this style of daily fantasy out. I know I got kind of tired with some of the other styles and having to calculate everything. This seems like a great competitive way to do daily fantasy, so I'm excited about that. Uh, of course, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. That's Philip R underscore OMD, and of course. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audible, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com and follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. Once again, the Orlando Magic defeat the Brooklyn Nets 125-121. to 121. They'll be back in action Friday against the San Antonio Spurs. We'll have another episode of Locked on Magic for you tomorrow and begin previewing that game on Thursday. On Friday, forgetting my days here. I'm I'm off on days here. It's 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 the season. I, I I forget what day it is sometimes. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Don't be spooked. Safeway has your back this Halloween season, and not just for candy. You'll find all kinds of quick, easy, and delicious meals for Halloween. It's a busy time of year, and your neighborhood Safeway makes it easy. Right now with your club card, select varieties of Signature Select Pizza, a family favorite, are two for $8. And select varieties of McCormick Taco Fajita or Chili Seasoning are three for just $2. Safeway. It's just better.